Hello, I'm Ken Seong, Technical Director of the International Ethics Standards Board for Accountants, and I'm here with Stavros Tomadakis, Chair of the Board. We're joined by several task force and working group chairs, in particular Gary Hanaford, Don Thompson, Shara Katika, Helene Aguili, and Richard Fleck. We're here to discuss some of the highlights from the Ethics Board's meeting held in New York, December 12th through 15th, 2016. Stavros, this was the fourth and final full meeting of the board in 2016. What were some of the highlights and key developments from the meeting? This was indeed our last meeting of the year. It was a meeting with a big agenda, and I think it uh, has proved to be a very important milestone in the progress towards the completion of our current strategic and work plan. And I say this because in this board meeting, uh, the board took a number of very important votes to issue exposure drafts on uh, the projects we're working on. I will let my colleagues from the task forces uh, mention the details of those. But all these together mean that we are going to the final stage of a renewed code, a restructured code, which we hope to be ready by the end of next year. An important highlight, aside from those, uh, for this meeting has been a very interesting and very comprehensive presentation that we've had for, from an academic collaborator of the Ethics Board who has been doing some basic research and literature review on issues of audit fees and ethics. This was in the context of work that's being done by our working group on fees. And again, we have uh, the chair uh, person of that working group who will go into more detail. But the board heard uh, very interesting research-based conclusions about the impact or non-impact of fees on various ethical issues. And this, of course, marks also something that we will be doing in the future, trying to combine our standard setting plans with uh, academic research and other empirical-based uh, findings. So uh, I think that, on the whole, this was one of the most productive meetings we had in the last two years. And I'm, of course, very thankful for the board and my colleagues who are here with me for this very good development. Thank you, Stavros. Uh, let me now turn to uh, Richard Fleck, uh, who is uh, the board's deputy chair. Uh, Richard chairs uh, as well uh, a number of topics that were discussed uh, on the board's agenda this week. Richard, uh, if I may invite you, please, to um, first of all uh, report the key outcomes of the discussion on uh, the board's discussion on your projects. And secondly, your impression of um, the board's deliberations this week. Thank you very much, Ken. I'm involved in three of the projects, and I think I'll start with Long Association, which is the project that deals with the relationship between individual auditors and their clients. This has been a difficult and challenging project, not least because of the very diverse positions taken around the world and trying to find a formula to uh, accommodate those different positions. I'm delighted to say that we approved the final 
the standard or the paragraphs for inclusion in the code. It includes, and I want to spend a few moments on this because the text is not substantially changed from the text that was has been in currency over the last six or nine months. But it does include an important transition provision that we've included uh, to allow firms that operate in those jurisdictions that have a, small, a shorter cooling off period than we are proposing to continue to comply with that shorter period for a period of five years, at the end of which we will review, or by the end of which we will have reviewed the whole of the section on long association to ensure that it is uh, appropriate having regard to the way jurisdictions around the world have developed their provisions in this area. This is an important and slightly unusual step for us to take, and that's why I've drawn that out with what I've just said. The second project that uh, I've been involved in for some time now is the project involving non-compliance with laws and regulations, commonly known as NOCLA, where we have been working on the restructured text, which has been approved, and we have been working on some questions and answers, which will be published uh, to help practitioners in the future. Both of those made good progress. The restructured text was approved, and the Q&A will come forward during the early part of next year. And the third project that I've been involved with is commonly known as professional scepticism. I think it's fair to say that there's support for the provisions that relate to professional scepticism as it applies to those working in the audit and assurance uh, sector. There is more work to be done in relation to the proposed critical thinking approach that we considered for the first time at this meeting. We need to consider how best to take that forward and that will be brought back to the March meeting with such proposals as we then have. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Richard. Let me now turn to Chishala Kateka. Chishala chairs our working group on fees uh, that is looking at this, um, this very important area for, uh, from the perspective of um, our Code of Ethics. Chishala, if I may turn to you for uh, your take of the uh, session this week. Thank you, Ken. Um, the fees working group has been looking to undertake fact-finding regarding the relationship between fees charged by firms and threats to auditor independence and compliance with the fundamental principles. This has been a concern of, of stakeholders and hence the working group that was set up. So in this session, we received a final report from the academic, Professor Hay, uh, with regard to relevant literature and this was presented to the board as was mentioned by Stavros. In this meeting, we also looked at an update on regulatory responses within the G20, and this was presented to the board. There have been no conclusions reached yet with regard to where the working group is going. However, the working group is now going to proceed with further fact-finding to analyze the information that has been received so far and we hope that in 2017, we shall be able to present some findings to the board. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shaila. Let me now turn to uh, Gary Hannaford, who chairs uh, uh, the board's Safeguards project. Gary, uh, there are many stakeholders who are following this project very closely. Uh, it was one of the major items on the board's agenda this week. Your uh, report on uh, the board's uh, discussions, please. Thank you very much, Ken. The board uh, achieved uh, two very important milestones uh, pertaining to the safeguards project at this meeting, and I'll try to summarize where we are with that. 
First of all, just to quickly re uh, recall the fact that uh, the board approved uh, the safeguards project at its meeting back in January 2015, and the project is intended to evaluate and make recommendations on the clarity, appropriateness, and effectiveness of safeguards in the code. And the project itself was broken into two phases. Phase one was intended to review what changes, if any, were needed to the conceptual framework uh, and how safeguards are applied in as a component of the conceptual framework. And then secondly, how the conceptual framework is applied by professional accountants in public practice. An exposure draft was approved by the board and released last December, December 2015. Phase two of the, of the work was to take a look at the application of the conceptual framework regarding the provision of non-assurance services for audit clients as well as the application of the conceptual framework when the professional accountant in public practice is providing non-assurance services to other assurance clients. And finally, it was necessary to take a look at the entire rest of the code to determine what other conforming amendments may be needed when we're dealing with uh, safeguards as, uh, as being proposed by the board. The milestones that were achieved at this meeting was the board, after considering feedback that we received to exposure draft on phase one of the project, and considering those for the last three meetings, concluded that um, they were prepared and did approve, in principle, the responses to phase one of the project uh, subject, of course, to any changes that may be needed in dealing with the feedback that would be received with respect to phase two of the project. So that means that we are in a position now to be able to then apply the conceptual framework that was dealt with in section 120 to the other parts of the code and see how they apply. So we approved in principle phase one, and then phase two, the board approved an exposure draft that deals with the setting of new standards with respect to non-assurance services for both audit clients and other assurance clients that are included in the proposed new restructured code in section 600 and 950, as well as conforming amendments that uh, pertain to the rest of the code, including the restructured code and other projects that we have been working on for the past couple of years, including changes that were approved in the Part C part of the code in the long association that was referred to by Richard and in dealing with no clear and any conforming amendments that were needed there. Exposure draft is expected to be released shortly and once it is released there will be a 90-day comment period and the board will look forward to receiving feedback on that exposure draft. Thank you Gary. Uh, let me now turn to Helena Gilly, Chair of our Party Task Force. Uh, Helen, what were the uh, highlights of the board discussion on uh, the project this week? Well, thank you Ken. So um, during the Part C session, we covered three different issues. The restructuring of Part C into the new format, the, what we've come to call the applicability paragraph, and the inducement section. About the restructuring of Part C, so between the September board meeting and this board meeting, there's been a lot of interaction between the Part C, the structure, and safeguard task forces in order to prepare a um, restructured version of Excellent Part C that would consider all the comments from these task forces. So this was the first time that we were able to present such a complete proposal to the board. And it seemed to have been well received. 
At the end of the meeting and with some minor amendments, the board agreed to the restructured version and approved that it will be issued for exposure as part of the structure ED2. Next on the agenda was the applicability paragraph. And with this, I mean the paragraph in the code that will make Part C also applicable to professional accountants in public practice when they are facing ethical issues that are either intra-firm related or related to external parties other than clients. And in order to clarify the objectives of this paragraph, the board has earlier agreed that we should add an example to the paragraph that would describe a situation that might occur and thus make Part C applicable to professional accountants in public practice. At this meeting, the board agreed upon both the wording of the applicability paragraph and an example of the pressure situation. The board also approved to issue this in a separate exposure draft, which will be exposed at the same time as the safeguard and structure EDs. And even though this means that we would expect our stakeholders to respond to an additional ED simultaneously, the board concluded that there were benefits in issuing this ED now, since the applicability paragraph will have an impact on the structure of the code, even though it is not a restructuring issue. And finally, inducement. At this meeting, the board also had a first read of the revised Section 350 on inducement. The task force got some valuable and constructive comments that we will continue to work with. We are aware that there are still some parts of the section that need to be clarified. And the section also has to be considered by both the safeguard and structure task forces. So the intention now is to go back to the task force and work further on these issues and also make conforming changes to extant section 260, which is the equivalent section regarding professional accountants in public practice, in order to present these proposals to the board in March. Thank you, Helene. Uh, Snapras mentioned earlier that this was uh, an important meeting uh, of the board in a number of respects, but in particular because of the structure project uh, that occupied uh, a major part of the um, meeting agenda. Allow me to turn to Don Thompson, who chairs our structure project. Don, uh, what were the key outcomes of the board's uh, uh, discussions on the project this week? Thank you, Ken. I'm very pleased that the board has reached a significant milestone in the restructuring project. At this meeting, the board approved in principle restructured text for phase one of the project, and it also approved an exposure draft with restructured text for the remaining material in the code. The exposure draft will have a 120-day exposure period and will be accompanied by a staff-prepared compilation of the entire code, including phases one and two of the structure and safeguards material and other recent uh, standards that are uh, coming into effect in the near future. The restructuring proposals respond to input from a variety of stakeholders and serve the public interest by improving the usability of the code, both its understandability and its enforceability. Key features include distinguishing requirements while retaining linkage to related application material, increasing the prominence of the principles-based approach, applying the conceptual framework, increasing the clarity of responsibility, and increasing clarity of language. Throughout the project, the board has been careful to avoid any weakening of the code. In response to comments from phase one exposure draft respondents, Changes were made to the phase one text to avoid unintended changes in meaning and to enhance clarity. The final text gives prominence to the overarching requirements to comply with the fundamental principles and where applicable be independent. 
We are working towards final approval in December 2017, PIOB approval in spring of 2018, and an effective date of June 15, 2019. The board is encouraging early consideration of implementation issues with the benefit of the compilation document that will enable people to consider the application of the restructured code and the safeguards proposals in advance of final publication and effective date. The proposals also position the code for further enhancement to navigability, taking advantage of electronic features as those are developed and the board will be considering those as we move forward. The board will also be considering implementation issues as uh, stakeholders come to uh, take hold of the restructured code and put it into effect. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Uh, let me just, uh, uh, to round off, uh, turn to Stavros for some highlights of the uh, board discussion uh, this week on the uh, strategy and work plan uh, survey. Stavros. Thank you very much, Ken. We left this for the end, but this was a very important part in our agenda this week. This was the beginning of the discussion about our strategy plan for the next strategic period, which is from 2019 to 2020. The uh, process for concluding with the new strategic plan is a process that takes quite a bit of time, so this is the beginning of the process. We had a very interesting discussion at the board about the survey that we're going to put together and that we're going to circulate to a very broad universe of stakeholders and interested parties so that we can elicit views and comments on what are important themes of strategy for the upcoming period for the Board of Ethics. The board itself had a very fruitful discussion on major themes and major ideas, and we hope that we're going to include a comprehensive list of such options in our survey so that our stakeholders will have an opportunity to give us insight, advice, and assistance so that the board, in the end of the process, is able to put together our final strategic plan. So this is the beginning of the process. I expect that in future podcasts, I will be talking about this further. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Stavros. And thank you also to Richard, Jishala, Gary, Helene, and Don. The next meeting of the Ethics Board will be held from March 13th through 15th, 2017 in New York. Ethics Board meetings are open to the public and we encourage those interested to observe our meetings. To register as an observer, go to the meetings page of the Ethics Board's website at www.ethicsboard.org, where you can also find more information about the board and the projects discussed. The Ethics Board records a podcast summary following each meeting. You can subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes by searching IFAC Accountancy Podcast in the Apple's iTunes store. You can also follow us on Twitter at Ethics underscore board. And on behalf of the board, I would like to wish all our listeners an enjoyable and peaceful holiday season and a happy new year.